Good morning. Thank you for listening to Ride with MBS Malay. You guys are awesome for tuning in with me. As if this is a real radio station, but whatever. It's a podcast. So thank you for listening. Um, wow, like <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been since the last podcast I did, but I feel like so much stuff has happened. And oh my gosh, I'm just I don't know, I'm just like grateful for another freaking day. But like this past weekend was my son's ninth birthday. So you know I was I was going through my emotions like all last week, just thinking about everything. And I feel like he was old enough. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you guys ever share your labor stories with your children, but like it was so funny. Like I'm probably gonna tell him every year now just so it can be instilled in his brain. Just because my story was just so freaking funny. <laughs> so um I was talking to him. What did he say? He asked me a question. What did he say? He asked me some question about um, him being in my stomach. And so I was like, listen, I was like, before, I was like, mommy was like in labor, like all day with you. Labor is like when you're getting ready to come, right? So my labor was crazy because my due date wasn't until July 18th. Even though I was nine months in June, they still want to be like, you know, they usually make people, I don't know if you guys know Riverbend or whatever. I don't know what other doctors you guys go to, but... At my doctor's office, they usually like the women to carry the baby for about 10 months. And then, like, they feel like the baby's fully grown and able to come out. Or, like, you know, it'll be easier labor. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. I was young at the time, so I didn't actually really know about labor. I didn't know what to expect. I thought my pain was going to be 10 times worse than what it was and everything. (laughs) So, I'm telling my son, I'm like, yeah, like, before you came, the story was crazy because... Um, Oh, that's what he had said. He he told me something about what his grandmother, he calls his grandmother Mama. (laughs) He was like, um, he's like, Mama said that she was in the hospital when I was a baby or something like that. And I was like, yeah. I was like, it was a whole crazy story. Like, I don't know. Like, me and my son, we have the craziest conversations ever just because, like, I feel like his conversation level is super advanced. Like, he can sit here and have a full-blown conversation with you and you'll think you're talking to like a 20-year-old little kid or something like (laughs) no seriously right I gotta be careful with that sometimes because I know he's a kid and he'll still run back and say whatever I say to whoever but I felt like it was totally innocent and we're old enough to admit to what we did when we was little and everything (laughs) oh my god we're only about three minutes into this freaking conversation it's already freaking crazy all right listen so I'm telling my son like yeah when you was coming um our mommy's tummy mommy had a sneak out of the window (laughs) he was like what he's like what do you mean you had a sneak out of the window why was you sneaking out of the window I was like cuz mommy wasn't supposed to be where she was mommy was being bad and mommy knows she wasn't supposed to be in daddy's house so we had to sneak out the window, and we had to go to the hospital. <laughs> it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. I didn't tell him the whole freaking story. I didn't tell him about, like, you know, the previous night and, like, the stuff that I'd just been going through back at home and everything. <laughs> oh, my freaking goodness. Um, yeah, so he was just like, wow. Like, he just looked, like, so surprised. Like, he never, like, he was just like, whoa, like. He made the, like, wow, my mom is kind of cool type of face. You know, I'll be like, she did something bad. (laughs) 
Like, you know what I'm talking about? That little smirkish type type of devilish little smile. Like, it was funny. It was so funny. I was like, yeah, but mommy's a good girl now. Mommy doesn't do bad stuff like that anymore. And it was, I was like, it was crazy. So we went to the hospital and they said, nope, Jaden is not ready to come yet. You got to wait a whole nother month. You got to wait a whole nother month. So then I was telling him I went back home and I had to do my sister's hair. And, um. I don't even think I told my mom. Oh, yeah, I did. I think I did tell my mom I went to the hospital earlier that day. I don't even remember if I told her or not. doesn't even matter. Anyways. Oh, no, I did tell her because I think she came and she um, picked me up from the hospital, actually. Or did I get dropped off? You know what's so crazy? It was nine years ago. I don't even remember anymore. And, you know, me and my son's father don't really talk about stuff like this. Like, you know. Like, you know, ugh, we're going to get back to this co-parenting conversation because I do want to talk about it. But let me finish this labor story. Anyway, so my son, <laughs> he's just looking like, yes, tell me more. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I'm just like, all right. So mommy went back to Mima's house and I had to, Mima's my mom, his grandmother, his um, great grandmother's name is Mama. So I just don't want y'all to get that confused. Whatever. So I went back to my mother's house, his Mima's house. I was like, yeah, we went back to your Mima's house. And I had to do your auntie's hairs, so I did both of their hairs. And when I was doing one of your auntie's hairs, the second auntie's hairs, like, I was doing box braids, guys, just standing up, like, you know. Like, I was going through, like, a little bit of pains, like, but they told me that he wasn't coming, so I set my, it's crazy, like, your mind is so freaking powerful. When you're telling your mind that you're, you're bugging, like, yeah, this isn't happening, or whatever, like, you could really just go with that flow. So, like, I did not even know that I was in labor all this time I'm doing these box braids. I did one of my sister's hair full box braids, the next sister's hair, I got, like, three-fourths of the way done, and then I was just like, okay... I feel some pressure. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I just, I now I can explain it because now, like, you know, later, like, I just didn't know what it was. I thought I had to use the bathroom. So I went upstairs to use the bathroom. My mom's at prayer. It's like, what, 8, 9 o'clock at night, I think it was. And I was like, all right, like, let me just, like, sit down on the toilet and try to poo. <laughs> so I tried. Oh, this sounded, like, just ridiculous. I feel like I'm talking to one of my friends right now. I'm really talking to myself. Nah. <laughs> Listen, so um, I was like, all right, I don't got a pool. I don't know what this is. And then, like, usually anytime I would feel any type of way, like, with my tummy or whatever, I would um, get sit in the tub or, like, try to walk up and down the steps or something. Like, you know, whatever. Have sex. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so I got inside the tub, and uh, I couldn't sit down. <laughs> I was like, all right, I didn't go this deep with him. Like, you know, like, it's just because he couldn't even contain himself that we snuck out the window. So he went back to that conversation. And then I think we ended up talking about something else. But since, like, you guys are still here, I'm just going to finish telling the story. Anyway, so I still didn't know what was going on. So, like, you know, I started calling my mom, like, you know, all right. I don't know what this is. Like, you know, I was feeling, like, little pains and stuff. And then she's asking me how far apart my contractions, right? Listen, so I went to these pregnancy classes and everything, but I paid no attention. I was freaking 16 years old. I paid no attention to um, labor stories. I did not care about what they were talking about, what happened when they went in the hospital. Like, me, I'm, I noticed, like, you know, I learned about myself. Like, I'm just that type of person that, like, no matter what story somebody could tell me, if I already decided that I'm going to do something, I would just 
rather experience it on my own, which gets me in a lot of trouble at times. And other times, it is kind of, it is kind of a cool experience, like learning the guitar. But that's another conversation. Um. So I <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. So I'm calling my mom. And she's at prayer, so, like, her phone going straight to voicemail, so I start calling the church phone. Nobody's answering, so, all right, I'm like, all right, I think I'm bugging. So I got out of the tub and went back downstairs and tried to finish her hair. I could not. Like, I was just like, oh, no. Like, mind you, it's, like, 9 o'clock. So I think my mom got to me at, like, 10-something, and then we went to the hospital, and they're like, ah, oh, no, nah, she's definitely not ready. She's not ready. <laughs> and then it took, like, five nurses to find my cervix. And it was like, oh, shoot, like, she's, like, nine and seven, eight centimeters. Like, like, a lot of this is a blur to me. Like, it's so funny. But, like, I remember, like, the main parts. And I still have my glasses on. So, they're like, all right, she has to go into, like, she has to deliver this baby right away. Whatever. So, they bring me in there. They give me, like, you know, whatever medicine they got to give me. So, like, the baby doesn't have an effect, infection when he comes out, whatever. And put that, uh, what do you call it? What is that freaking thing called? I don't even remember right now. Um. So yeah, so then <laughs> I pushed my son out the whole time with my glasses on. It was it's a funny labor story. Like it it wasn't the experience that I wanted, right? Because my son's father he couldn't come inside the room. Like and this was around the time we were still kind of like in that like you know some stages like oh shoot we're about to be new parents it's about to be crazy like you know but he, my mom wouldn't let him come in the room <laughs> because like you know it was church people and she didn't feel like he should be in the room while I'm delivering the baby type uh, whatever <laughs> it took away from the whole experience and everything but like when I was pushing my son out I really did not like I, I there was no time for the the epidural I, I couldn't get the epidural so I had to just like go and push him right away but like I feel like he came out in, like five minutes it's just like it was weird, like, <laughs> I was pushing, but like I said, I didn't pay attention in those classes, so I didn't know how to push, so then they was like, no, like, why are you pushing out, like, like that, you gotta push out like you're taking a poop, <laughs> and then as soon as I started doing that, it's like, he just came right out his little four pound and eight ounce self, and I was just like, ah. like, I had him in my hand, it was like, having a little tiny alien inside my hand, I was just like, yeah, like, Tell them to take him. Like, I'm so tired. That's all I can say. I'm so tired. That's all I remember. Like, it was just so funny. But, like, as soon as, like, he was cleaned up and everything, I did not let that little boy, I'm not saying not one time. I was like, oh, heck no. <laughs> it was crazy. So, like, I just been going through my little emotions, just thinking about everything over the years and, like, how long it was just me and him and than like how how much I had to sacrifice so he could be with his father and learn learn how his father was and so I can have time to like go out and explore my dreams. Like it takes it takes so much, like it takes a lot. And just like over the years the co parenting thing was like kinda really tough. But like right now, nine years later, I feel like we are finally in a good spot. And it like it really means a lot to feel like you're a part of something like uh I really don't like talking about my son's father but like honestly there's nothing really bad to say about him right now (laughs) there's nothing bad to say about him right now but he he did something really big last week 
it was so funny. Like, it was weird. Like, and actually, he's actually been doing it a lot lately, too. Like, even... It took so long to get here. It was just like, anytime something would get petty, it would get petty. Like, I don't even remember what the argument was about. It was about... Oh! Because it was my day to pick my son up from him. And I went... I wanted to pick him up, and they was not responding to me for, like, a, a day and a half. Well, mind you, like, he has a whole other girlfriend. Like, they, they've been together for, like probably like six six years six seven years i don't even know they've been together for a minute so like you know the co-parenting thing been kind of hard because like you know the, the child is confused thinking that he has like two moms and this dad and like when i was in a relationship he had this other dad like that he was confused about and like that it caused like so much feud feud i don't even i don't even know how to explain it it was it was really tough over the years it was, it was really tough over the years transitioning into, like, a blended family type of thing. Like, you know, I know what Jada Pinkett and them talk about at the Red Table Talk. It's not it's not as easy as it may look how they're painting it. Or, like, I don't know, even though they talk about their struggles and everything. But I feel like, yo, it really was, like, freaking tough getting to this point, like, nine years later, where... All right, you see a petty text message because you think I took it the wrong way, and you're just gonna call me like, "Hi, like, yo, listen, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry." Like, wait, hold on. Did you just say what? I, oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't say this. I'm just saying this in my head. Like, I, I couldn't even say anything back. I was just listening. Like, this nigga just had a birthday. Now he a grown ass man. He gonna call me? Okay, that was really nice. Like, you know, I really appreciate it because, like, you know, I kind of felt disrespected to not be called or texted to let me know that you had other plans for him on that weekend like I can understand if you told me the day in advance or like you know you didn't even text the four little words or like you could have said he's not coming or something like you know something simple even if you was busy just so I know and just so I'm not waiting if I already had plans for me and him on those days that I was going to take him like you know so it really meant a lot for like something as small and little as that uh, call to be like, hi, I didn't mean for you to take it that type of way. Like, you know, I, I meant it in this type of way. Like, I, I'm i not trying to disrespect you. Like, this is just what happened, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, in the future, I'll try to do that. But, like, you know, most of the times I forget. Like, you know, it, it's weird. Like, I'm saying coming from where we used to be, like, where we couldn't even um, transfer the baby back and forth in between each other. Like, we had to have third-party people, like my mom drop them off. Or his people dropped my son off. Like, it was really that bad. So coming from that to getting a simple phone call saying I didn't mean to disrespect you type shit. Like, you know, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, you know, it means a lot. Like, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, it's it's been nine years. And, like, it's like you. It, it, it starts to work over time. Like, you know, we've been over each other nine years ago. We stopped being together nine years ago we fell out of each other nine years ago so it shouldn't have been that hard all nine years but I can understand how it got to each point we was young it was really young (laughs) and like of course when you're young you don't know how to control the pettiness that goes on in between y'all two because like other people are involved and they don't really understand and then when you involve other people and their thoughts and even if you wasn't thinking a certain type of way and they make you think that type of way and then things just get rowdy and then 
with the blended families, with the other people being around your kids, you're just like, wow, like, no, you can't call her mom, or no, you can't call him dad. Like, it took me a long time. Like, I think we was talking about this in the last podcast. It took me a long time to even accept the fact that that I had to um, allow him to understand that she does, does do some motherly things, even though, according to the dictionary or whatever, she wouldn't technically be his stepmother until her and uh, his father got married but I feel like I'm in a whole nother mindset where marriage is just a piece of paper and it really doesn't even matter like you know like y'all are together y'all found out a way to work out this this little bond that y'all have and these extra kids that y'all don't have together and everything so like who am I to say if you treated my son like you treat your kids that you're not his stepmother like you know it takes a lot to say something like that like who like why do why would I want my son feeling like somebody else is doing my job but the thing is when you're not together with somebody else you have to understand that there's going to be somebody else that comes into their life which is something that he couldn't understand for a long time when I had my significant other I felt like it got easier over time because I've been single for four years so that's why it's been easier like with the the transition like he really didn't like the person that I was with and like it really doesn't even matter what he liked so that's why you know it was so tough over time but um when when you're not with this person that you have a child with you you have to at some point realize that there's going to be somebody else that's going to be with them and this other person you have to trust and you have to understand that they have to learn how to be or do things that you would do as a mother if they was or you would want this person to treat them like a mother like not even a friend like you know like if they're doing something out of pocket like you better check him because I'm not there to check him Like, you know, especially if you're not going to let me know and you're not going to tell his father, but you know that you better fucking say something because, like, if it was my kid, if it's the other way around and I'm with somebody else and this is your kid, I'm definitely going to treat your kid like I'm the mother figure in their life if you're not over here, regardless of how you feel. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, it took a lot to understand that. And, like, it took a lot of uh, courage and pride (laughs) To be like, well, damn. <laughs> Even though, like, sometimes when he'd be telling me stories and he'd be like, sign, sign my parents. And I'm like, your parents? Like, what are you talking about? I'm your mother. I'm your parents. And your father is your parent. So what parents are you talking about? Like, you know, it's weird sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes I get taken aback by it. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is this all about? Why? <laughs> Why do we have to go through this but like yeah I don't know it's it's a transition and I feel like if you're not with somebody you have to um you have to understand uh, you have to understand that it be like that sometimes you know you know anyways so I think that is enough vulnerability for me today (laughs) um I did kind of get a little bit personal um I have a speaking eat tonight if you are listening to this today it is Monday 
June 24th, 2019. <laughs> it is currently 9.17 a.m., so I am hoping I get at least 100 listeners by 11 o'clock. And you guys will understand that I have a speaking eat tonight. It is an open mic. And I welcome singers, rappers, poets, whatever you are, comedians, magicians, it doesn't even matter. Come out and talk your shit. Come out and just say some random shit on the mic. Come say something. Get some peace out. Throw some shit out into the universe. Or just come and listen. Like, you know, that's all we do. It's only $10. Um, the, the money really just goes to, like, the DJs, the artists, and Futures We Can Eat um, winners. So if you guys are in the building, it'll be be very nice to, you know, see you. So come and introduce yourself. I do walk around and try to talk to as many people as I can. So it is at 116 School Street, Chicopee, Massachusetts. That is Speak and Eat. You guys can look that up anywhere. It's on Instagram, speak underscore and underscore eats. Um, MBS underscore Malay on Instagram, Facebook, MBS Malay everywhere, MBSMalay.com. Um, and tomorrow at Sully's in East Hartford, I will be, uh, doing like an hour feature and that's when, when I'll be letting go of all of these pieces that I have, <laughs> all of these old pieces, all these painful pieces. And now I'm going to start speaking peace into the universe and speaking about self-love and about myself. So if you guys are in the building, it'll be nice for you to come and listen to my story. I have a full story. I'm going to be playing the guitar because I started learning how to play the guitar and everything. If I think of anything else that I want to talk about, I will do another um, podcast soon. If you guys ever want to come on and do a podcast with me, I will definitely be down for that. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you so much for tuning in with me. <laughs> Listening to Ride with MBS Malay. And I hope to see you either today or tomorrow. Or, if not, this week, then I hope to see you the following week. I think it is on July 10th. So, every other Monday. And you guys have a wonderful, 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 wonderful Monday. Peace.